This podcast is going to have mature themes and subjects. Please be aware. From the idiots that brung you dumb and dumber. You wouldn't happen to have a Phillips head screwdriver, would you? He's the man with the rubber hand. Oh, creepy. He's the Amish kid with the golden arm. Whoa! <laughs> you could be a champion. I'm just not interested. You suck! Now, these two pinheads will teach each other you just feel it? about life in the fast lane. You're about to embark on a great adventure. Does anyone else want one? Oh, I'll take a couple jugs. Woody Harrelson, what have you been doing all these years? Drinking. Randy Quaid. This is pretty good fun for only $2.99 a minute. Vanessa Angel. Get your hands off me. And Big Bad Bill Murray. On July 26th. Watch the door. Get your mind in the gutter. I will pay you $1 million to sleep with your friend here. Kingpin. Are you still drinking? No, 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 no. I, I don't. That's that's behind me now. I just. Why are you buying? All right, I've heard enough. That's the trailer for Kingpin, 1996, bowling comedy. I'm your host Ted Flint, as always, joined by Sean, Shantez Festerman, Jake Voss. This is matinee baseball, and all of our baseball teams suck. So we're just gonna do a bowling movie in the middle of fucking uh, August. I mean, maybe, maybe the Guardians are good. I don't fucking know. Tez, are the Guardians good? Uh, they're a game out of first place, but that does not make them good. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so maybe Tez is still watching baseball, but me and Jake... I am not. <laughs> <laughs> but, as always, we are the Tailgate Society. You find our podcast on any platform of choice. iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, and Stitcher. And find us at tailgatesociety.com. And I am glad to pronounce we have a new sponsor at the Tailgate Society. Coming at the last minute, we are going to be on for another year. It is Muddy Bites. They are now in Menards, High V's. They're getting ready to go in Walmart. Find them about anywhere. They are literally, if you don't know if you've never been to, had a Muddy Bite, but you're missing out. It is literally the tail end of the ice cream cone. The ice cream cone, I think, what's it called? That drumstick. That drumstick. Yeah. Go ahead, keep Jake around. He's a smart one. You need to find them. You go to their moneybites.com. They are delicious. It's like the tail end of a drumstick filled with chocolate, white chocolate, or dark chocolate. Let's go. We are it's big been, time. It's been my go-to gift for people for like four years now. Dude, I just found out they're at Menards. Did you know they're at Menards? I did not. Found that out today when we were discussing finalizing this deal. So yeah, moneybites.com. Once you give them to somebody, you will be their best friend forever. So Pretty excited to have them on the uh, on the website. They're gonna keep us going for another year, and now you know, you know, Bill Simmons comes and scoops us up, and then <laughs> they can get on the Levitard Network. They can come with us. Yeah, there you go, there you go. So, anyways, <laughs> we are watching. I believe it's 1996 Kingpin. If you're here for a in-depth, on-the-dot, accurate podcast about the movie Kingpin, you need to find another podcast. And since Sean says saw the movie like two dozen times, but then he got busy, they didn't finish it. Jake, in 90 seconds or less, spoil the shit out of Kingpin in case people just want to listen to us talk. Fun Amish kid. Bowling. Yeah, so I guess it's it's about Roy Munson, who is like a bowling prodigy that uh, ends up getting screwed over by Bill Murray's character, Ernie McCracken, great name. Uh, and it's about his later life in finding a great Amish bowler or a uh, guy he thinks is a great Amish bowler when he sees him uh Randy Quaid's character Ishmael and it's about their adventures of uh trying to get Ishmael to win whatever the hell the championship is for a million dollars and uh Roy Munson ends up bowling for it and losing so wow yeah and there's lots of adventures along the way because this is brought to you by the Fairley brothers who uh made Dumb and Dumber or something about Mary and there are a lot of like skits from this movie that like remind me of like Dumb and Dumber. Like they just like, oh, let's just, you know, move this along. We're going to grab these parts. This movie, like, I have not seen this movie in a very long time. And I forgot that Randy Quaid was in this movie until like literally like 10 minutes before I'm like, who, who plays the Amish guy? I'm like, oh, shit. That's a that's federal fugitive Randy Quaid. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure that man's in Canada because the fucking feds are after him these days. Like you guys are up uh, all, up to date on the Randy Quaid shit, right? I, yeah, I believe he is still currently exiled, and I believe more or less is never allowed back in the country without J- Jake serious prison time. <laughs> I, I don't think I knew that. I mean, I may have known that somewhere, but I couldn't have told you that. He is like, like tinfoil on his head. The government's going to kill me. I, I do. Step- okay. So I do remember something happening because it aligned with his character from Independence Day. But outside of that, like I couldn't have told you any of the story. It makes watching Independence Day every summer a little different when you know that Randy Quaid was found in a house squatting for two weeks and pissing in all the corners <laughs> because he was trying to keep the government away. So he was a great Amish guy, though. And either Woody Harrelson is incredibly short or Randy Quaid must be really tall. I have not bothered I think it's to look both, that up. isn't it? I mean, Woody Harrelson plays basketball and White can't, can't jump. So yeah, Wesley Snipes is short too, though. Okay, I mean, I think all are all like famous action stars short. I yeah, I don't think it's a super tall group. Yeah, Randy Quaid's six five. So yeah, Wesley Snipes is five nine, and Woody Harrelson's five ten. <laughs> yeah, like I knew neither of them were super tall. I like how I'm like trashing Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson and they're like an inch and a half shorter than me about being short you know it's like Matthew McConaughey is only six foot apparently like I I said that that combination there you have a six five guy with a couple guys that are you know a couple inches under six foot it looks pretty pretty different yeah so uh, this movie like is very popular and I can't figure out why i enjoyed this movie but like in certain like it has a very strong ending and a very strong like first 30 minutes but everything after they get the claudia character just kind of like drags its feet for an hour like am i, I would wrong? agree i would agree when you say that it was what you said it was directed by the same people that did dumb and dumber right that's what you said is that be a Oscar-winning directors, the Furley brothers, yeah, who directed the Green Book. That, like, I didn't know that, but that tracks big time. When you say that, my brain's like, oh, yeah, that's definitely a thing. Which uh, part? That they, that they have an Oscar or the fact that they did a Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the, the brothers that did Dumb, Dumb and Dumber. And Dumber yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that, that makes a lot of sense, and that doesn't surprise me but yeah you're you are right in the like the middle part of it just kind of drags and there's a few skit parts that are kind of funny but the the beginning and the end are are pretty good and enjoyable. Every, everything from when munson shows up to the homage farm to when he leaves is the best part of the movie like and I, you can say bill murray that's fine you can tell me bill murray's best part of the movie, but like the 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 thing where he gets the milk has slayed, <laughs> has slayed me for 20 years since I first saw this movie. You know, he's like, well, he had to get her going, but then once we got her going, you know, she got really into it. And he's like, that's, uh, we don't have any. Yeah, we, we don't have any cows. That's a bowl. You know, uh, I need to go brush my teeth. You know, <laughs> you know, like he leaves at dinner and they drop the goddamn barn on themselves, you know, and then he cuts the goddamn horse's legs off. <laughs> Pull feet off of the horse instead of reshooting it. You know, like, yeah, it's interesting. Um, what were you going to say, Sean? No, I was just going to say, like, I think it is to the point of it is similar to Dumb and Dumber in that it's a lot of it's a lot of kind of one-off moments. Like, the characters hang around, but it's just these little scenes that don't necessarily mean anything but i guess they sort of progress the story just for some jokes and antics and which is fun but it's it does kind of just slow the movie down it's there's not a lot of substance to it outside of a few jokes but it's still fun like like i said i've seen it uh, like probably dozens of times it's it's always funny there's still jokes in there i laugh at every single time that will never get old um for example well when you said just even when we 
when I saw that we were watching Kingpin, just the first thing that always pops in my head is when Roy Munson does roll the one ball and his hand pops off and it's just flopping down that lane. And it's just, and it's, there's nothing to it. There's really no comedic value, but it makes me laugh every time. And it's so simple. Um, and then you have, you know, his, his landlord popping up, whether it's in his imagination or in real life, making her disgusting comments and gestures. Uh, She's been in like 125 movies. I looked her up today. <laughs> she's in all those insidious movies. She's in all those insidious movies. Like she's like, I don't, I've never seen a movie, but I know her from the trailers in it. She's in uh, something about Mary. I believe she's in Dumb and Dumber too. So really? don't make me look this up. I know yeah, she is. She has 211 credits as an actress. That's wild. Like when you see her out this makeup, you might recognize her. Yeah, it is when you see her as a normal person. It's <laughs> it is said a, that a wildly different person. She showed up in character at their audition, and they they told her that she had to leave because they thought she was a homeless person. <laughs> that tracks. You know. Yeah, like she's great. Um, I bet she's a lot younger than she puts off in this movie. I did like the part where he did a hot coffee in the guy's face and then he does it again. <laughs> well, the he first time it was like, it wasn't even hot. And then she shows <laughs> the landlady shows up. So he legit throws hot ass coffee in his face. Bells um, the window. My favorite line, and this might be underrated. And I just watched this tonight. Is when he's like, what he's like talking to the reporter at the end. He's like, what have you been up to? And he's like, and he tries saying stuff. And he's like the eighties. And he's like drinking, drinking a lot. <laughs> are you still drinking? No. No, wait. Are you are you buying? <laughs> <laughs> you know that shit cracked me up. I did have to swing back and rewind the movie to figure out if he was saying Bloomfield for the Amish community. But they, I think he's in Pennsylvania when yeah. this thing starts. Yeah. So I definitely thought he was in Iowa. And well, because Roy was like a state champ bowler in Iowa or whatever. Yes. That was where the Iowa thing came from. In 79, yes. I have a note about it. Oh, did, I looked up the town he was from. It's not real. That's disappointing. Yeah. It all, and also, that always makes me remind me of, like, Archer. Because you have an ocelot in Archer, like, over numerous seasons. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when I was at the Babu. Omaha Zoo. Yeah, Babu. When I was at the <sighs> Omaha Zoo the other day, uh, they had an ocelot. So I had, like, some that snapped, like, four different people with an ocelot. Nice. So you can actually see it. It was hiding in trees. Yeah, you gotta give him some toys or something. Yeah. <laughs> Need something to put it's like Meowschwitz in there. <laughs> yes. Oh, I haven't seen I haven't watched Archer that Archer is still in the air, and I have not watched the last two seasons. That used to be one of the like a show that I would put on when I was going to sleep. So I've seen the first like three or four seasons of that a million times. The uh the the rampage episode. I should watch that tonight if I can find it. It is it is maybe the greatest television episode of any show <laughs> all time. Let's check a faceful spit on the board. <laughs> Cock flavored spit. You never know what'll be up there. Anyway, anyway that is. <laughs> anyways, back to the movie that we're watching, Kingpin, with Woody Harrelson. And all right, so this is like this is gonna show how old I am, and that's okay. So Claudia in this movie is is played by Vanessa Angel. Do either one of you have? any memory for being on any other show or TV at all in your life? Uh, yes. And I also like looked through her IMDb. Um, but something that I didn't see, I was thinking she was on like one of the witch TV shows or something. See, you're close and this is fine. But you, Sean, it's no, I can't give you a name or anything like looks familiar. I'm sure I have, but like so, off the top of my head, no, I don't think I have. She anything. was on the TV version of the show Weird Science based off the movie Weird Science, where, you know, they okay. create the woman who has magic powers from a computer. And on the TV version of it, she was the perfect woman that they created that could, oh. like, like Jake said, be a witch or whatever. She could do anything she wanted. So. Yeah, That's I don't I think I don't think I watched a ton of like I know I let's see when that show science, was on the air. But... I bet was it on the air before Jake was born? No, from what I just saw, I don't think so. 
Wait, no. it was or it was nine ninety four to ninety eight. So yes, he was alive for two of those years. I was alive for all of those years. All of those years. He was born in ninety three, man. Wow. Tez remembers at least, which is weird. I don't ever remember that <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. I think we've just talked about it at this point. Well, it comes up like every damn brain. episode because Ted makes fun of me for being <laughs> as young as I am, even though I'm coming up on 30 for fuck's sake. Both you missed my birthday, mister. I remember all the things that are Jake's birthday. That's fine. My feelings, well, are, hurt. My feelings are hurt a little bit. That's fine. I, you're right. I didn't say happy birthday on your <laughs> birthday because I had to message you, you after. It's right, <laughs> how good you guys. I don't care. Terrible person. I don't need to remind it that I'm not, old. N- not proud of it, but yeah. It's... Well, I'm not proud of being old, so it works out either way. So it works <laughs> out. <laughs> All around. Okay, I've not been reminded about it. So you know what also bothered me during this movie? And this is like a, just a peak Ted thing. So they play that rich guy. It's the scene where Vanessa Angel shows up with the, the infamous. She goes to the freezer thing, which we're not getting into because we're a classy podcast. Um, But that not... did lead to another hilarious thing when... Ishmael went to the fridge to freeze. get beer. It's a very cold fridge. It's a very, very cold. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how the balls are getting returned in that guy's bowling alley. Because, like, it must be like where they were popping up must have been out of frame. So they must have been like going clear underground and popping up clear up by where they're sitting. I could see that. I Which, didn't notice that, but. Well, you know, I'm a broken person. That's <laughs> so. what you do. Yeah. Much like, you know, breaking the piece off of a ice cream cone full of chocolate, like Money Bites, our new sponsor. Um, anyways, would you guys want a bowling alley in your house? And would you ever use it? It's, Two-part question. So I guess I can answer this as somebody who, in my lifetime, I have had a dartboard and put it up in a house that I've lived in from the start it seems like a great idea but then yeah i don't think i'm ever going to utilize it so often yeah to but me, i know it's there also i feel like a bowling alley is if you're actually going to use it is expensive to maintain so you should either use it a lot or just not use it at all sort of thing <laughs> you really should have leap I mean, on this podcast <laughs> i mean a, a bowling alley to me like it's a different level than like a dartboard and a pool table are kind of, I mean, a dartboard typically is pretty cheap and simple and whatever, but they all kind of fall under the same category as far as usage as like, it sounds like a great idea, but you're probably only going to use it frequently for like the first little bit of time you have it. And then maybe every once in a while in the future, but the, the, uh, the bowling alley is one of those things where it's like a, fuck you money thing like when you have fuck you money that's when you have a bowling alley so it doesn't really matter that you have a bowling alley and don't use it but i think a bowling alley would be a lot of fun for just like having friends over and like drinking and fucking around and bowling um but It'd be nice it, to have but, but then it, well yeah absolutely like the only, the only people i know that have a bowling alley in a house are people that have 10 bedroom 30 million dollars. I thought you were gonna like say examples like oh my no. friend Fred. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. I mean I like Denny Hamlin, the NASCAR driver, or Tony right. Stewart, the NASCAR Tony driver. Stewart. They have they have houses with bowling alleys in them, but they're also like 30 million dollar houses. Right. Yeah, it's a because obviously it takes a lot of room. And then on top of that, yeah, it's usually people that have money that are doing things that aren't bowling 90. 9.99% of the time. Um, I mean, but man, I that think... would be a hell of a thing to have a, like, just have a party in your, like your bowling alley and your, your two lane bowling alley in your house in the basement, like once a year. And yeah, like I had a buddy years ago who had a, uh, like did just like one of those mini bowling alleys, you know, it's only like 10, 15 feet and they just do small pins and you get, you know you're not throwing 16 pound balls and shit but uh it would be like that would be fun because i think that's more realistic for a middle class home where if you want to have friends over you could have a good time like a full ass fucking uh, don't get me wrong 
I think if you, oh, if, if I you could buy a house lot, tomorrow that had a bowling alley in it, absolutely. We're partying at my house every weekend. Um, I, I would, you could talk me into buying a house that had an unfinished basement and just go, <laughs> Hey man, we've got enough friends who like to casually bowl. You think we could just put in a, like, obviously not a full ball return and shit like that. Cause that stuff's I'm sure expensive, but just Still like mega millions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'd put in a fun bowling alley. It'd be a good time. But also, thing. like Jake said, those are also the houses that have movie theaters and pools. And I would get more of a movie theater. I don't even know if I'd play pool. I don't know if I'd have a, if I had a pool, like a pool or a billiards table, how much I would play by myself. Like, I just don't know. Like, I'm more oh, like, by myself. Absolutely. Never. Almost never. No, like, all those things like that are like, like a bowling alley. You, you have to have people like even at some point, like you think, oh yeah, like I'll just practice. I enjoy bowling or whatever. No, you're, that's all, that's all a group thing. I mean, I can see maybe billers because like you put like a football game on and you're half in the tank. You're like, I'm going to go down there. I'm just going to. No, he's just shaking his head. I, no, no my, no. So the, the only reason I know this is because <laughs> before I bought my house, I lived with one of my best buddies and he had a pool table in the basement. And initially it was great. And then it never got used. Even with both of us there, it rarely, we were rarely like, let's go play pool or even invited people over to go play pool or yeah. hang out and then play pool, whatever. Makes sense. So... I got a bowling story, a bowling ball story. Oh, I'm gonna not even a wait. It's a bowling ball story, not yeah, a bowling yeah. story. So okay, that, I, that makes it way better. All right. Back when we lived, and I lived in Ames, and I worked at Name Redacted. A guy we worked with. Um, I'll also reframe using his name because apparently he's a teacher at a elementary school now. Um, he brought a bowling ball to work, and he was like, after the shift. I have a broken mini fridge in my house. Let's get drunk and see what breaks first. The mini fridge or the ball. And we spent a good two hours chucking this ball at this mini fridge on concrete to see what would break first. What broke first? Wait, wait, so this was you were after after work. We're done. We're done. Individually throwing each one of them. No, the fridge stays, the fridge stayed still. Okay. And then you just threw the bowling ball at it. At a mini phrase to see when you what say would... throw, like bowl the bowling ball. No, I, I said, or what I just said. like I said, what I said, <laughs> I said, what I chess said. passing it or whatever you whatever, do whatever you want, whatever okay. you want to do with the ball. What, as long as it hit, it hit what, the fridge, like what is breaking of the fridge? Like the door comes off, yeah, or you know, you the door, the insides, the pl- hard plastic gets it hard enough, it pops off. I feel like you're going to like somehow bust the shit out of the bowling ball on the concrete enough that it's going to break, but I don't know. You're going with the yeah. ball. Sure. I I would lean mini fridge in that like theoretically it's taking a stronger beating, but also yeah, if you're just being reckless with a bowling ball, I've watched I think twice ever I've watched people just roll a bowling ball down a lane and it just split in half, which is just absurd to see. Um, I'm going to take mini fridge and in the odds, I don't know. Do, do I get good odds? Yeah. What are, uh, our, what are our odds? Do we, am I, am I taking on a bunch of juice? This is not the gambling podcast yet, sir. <laughs> and the ball broke first. Nice. Chunks of it broke off. The well, that's, got- that's what I figured is like you probably beat the shit out of the fridge, but like every once in a while, a, ch- a piece of the fucking bowling ball is going to like chip off. So it was like a 16 be- pound ball too. This thing was heavy. Like you couldn't really throw it hard. Like it- Yeah, I was going to say, that's why I asked if you're like bowling the thing, because if it's some not like a did. seven, if it's not like a seven pound kids ball, then. No, some people threw it, rolled it. It's fine. Um, No, the fridge, the fridge we got beat up to with the ball definitely. Guys, one we can no longer throw the chunks of the ball. <laughs> it got where like the ball was sharp to touch because you were like losing chunks of it. Like, so we didn't stop us from throwing it because we're idiots. Um, but also another bowling story, and then we'll go back to the movie. Maybe I like this movie a lot. It's just hard to talk about. I mean, that's just a me problem. Um, we didn't talk to Bill Murray. Let's talk about Bill Murray first. We'll come back to the story. So I like this movie when it came out. 
But then, like, in the early aughts, which I hate saying how that says that, the tribe was a thing. And yeah. I think we discussed this on the Caddyshack podcast. Where, like, it Wait, almost... the early aughts? When was the tribe? I mean, the thing? early teens? Sure. Whatever when I was in college, basically. Either way. That website ruined Bill Murray for me. BFM, baby. <laughs> like, it's like everyone that was obnoxious at a party or at a bar had that fucking Bill Murray shirt yeah, on. They had, a BF- they had a BFM shirt on, I know. Like I said, it was when I was in college. It was fucking everywhere. Did you have that shirt? No. I oh. had and oh. probably still have like three of them. I was saying, of them I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure my best friend that I lived with had a, at least a handful of Bill fucking Murray shirts. I so. was almost going to say, but now I realize that my car did not make it to Bloomfield, that um, on the back window of my car is a BFM sticker. I used to get from 12 and, years and, ago. And I'd walk up here wearing those shirts. And I would ask them to name their five best Bill Murray movies, mm. not counting Caddyshack or Groundhog Day. That's, hey, to an extent, that's fair. And I, I, was, I was like, wait, Caddyshack going to take Groundhog Day away from that. So, so you're a Bill, you're a Bill Murray. Game I don't even like fucking. I don't even like Bill Murray. He's fine, but like he's, I feel like he's overrated. I'm sorry. Like I like. Oh shit! Okay. Like he has like his his shit is like tweeting that out, Ted Flint. Bill Murray's Ted Flint hates Bill Murray. Oh wow! Um, yeah. I said he was overrated. But that's no, fine. that was the tribe. Just uh, they clung on to him as just this weird idol in that, like, because he would just show up places, you know, and do that. Like, he'd crash weddings and have fun. And there's well, they like, said like oh, they said tonight, like he like he's every- always having fun and just he's just a super nice guy, but like. They obviously at the time weren't affiliated when they were coming up with them. They just made the shirts. So he I do they, understand yeah. where where you can absolutely feel that way. Um Bill Murray gatekeeper. Um Dan is <laughs> not much better. Um <laughs> as a person. But uh oh well that's a different the, the only good Ghostbusters is the one that's passed away. Um I guess and uh Winston, whose name is chasing me right now. Um, he's just like I re- like tonight, like tonight. This this movie's a perfect example. Kingpin's so good because Bill Murray improvised all of his lines. He didn't even have a script. Is that a thing? Yeah, it says it says that in the trivia, and I call <laughs> bullshit on that because if it was improvising all of his lines, this is a major 2022 thing. He couldn't have because he touched so many women inappropriate in this movie. So unless that shit was in the script, he's an asshole. But like I said, well, he, I think there's I think there's probably a difference in improvising what you're saying on the fly and like doing what the script says you're supposed to do as a character. But I also feel like when I say I hate Bill Murray, it's like when I say I hate I didn't like Tiger Woods or Michael Jordan growing up. So I'm just an asshole that like picks the opposite of everyone that's popular. Which is a me problem. Buddy, look at the teams I cheer for. I picked <laughs> them strictly because I cheered against the popular teams. And where did that get me? Buddy, your team lost in the Marlins in 97. I don't think that's running against the popular teams. Also, no. do you know the Marlins have never won a division title and they have two World Series? That's fun. That's that's neat. But they hurt us too, buddy, in 2003. Don't, don't look at me like that. We also got some pain. No, no, no. The Cubs hurt themselves. It's not. It's not the Marlins' fault that Aramis sir, Ramirez sir. couldn't get his shit together. Ramirez, you know, well, I mean, Alou? Alou. Every single person after Moises Alou threw the biggest hissy fit on That's a professional Luis sports. Gonzalez field. put some respect on that man's name. He only had three errors all year, and he fucking missed a fucking double play. Anyways, I'm not getting into this. <laughs> I do have a fun story about that. I uh, I didn't even see the end of that game. I knew we were going to lose. I had asked for the whole week off from work at Namor Dak the week afterwards. And I had gotten it. And then the Cubs lose that game. And I walk in, my boss is like, my nose game six. It's like, so you don't need the week off after next week, right? You're not going to Chicago anymore. And I'm like, no, I'm still taking that fucking week off. Like, like fuck you. Like, yeah. like, I don't need to be here. Yeah. It's it's all Lou's fault. If Lou doesn't freak out, they win that game. 
if he just walks away. I, I, yeah, I will agree with that. It's just a temper tantrum, man. Just <sighs> get over what yourself. What a fucking tangent. I loved all of that, but <laughs> holy shit. You, I mean, what were you like fucking 10 when that happened? I didn't watch baseball when that happened, but good for you. Lucky you. Enjoy that pain. It was bad. It reminds me of so that. Back uh, to Bill Murray and why he's not terrible in this movie. All right. He's good in this movie. I, he's I, always good, you asshole. I made the mistake of he is looking at the trivia of this movie before it ended, and I forgot that he won the goddamn thing, which pissed me off. I did too. Not that he won it, but back I looked it up beforehand and saw. So in the trivia, apparently he makes all three strikes in front of an actual live audience to end this thing. Those are that's that's a his that that is real. All three of those bowls in a row. That's pretty sweet. Yes. And apparently Woody that is Harrell's, impressive. <laughs> I did find hilarious. They're like Bill Murray in the trivia section was a very good bowler. Woody Harrelson was not so much. Woody Harrelson was born of a goddamn rubber hand. Like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. Did, just... did they say anything about how, like, I would, I'm just curious. I Who mean, had I a suppose... better fake hand? Munson or Chubbs? A better, like, actually better or, fake like, hand. better for the movie? Fake hand in the movie. Like, who did it better? Chubbs or Munson? They're both fake. Chubbs post getting run over and re-glued back together. His, no, his, no, his wooden hand. Yeah, not the actual hand. <laughs> oh, not rubber versus wood. <laughs> That's a way better category. What are you talking about? I'm pretty sure if you had like a church in a rubber condom <laughs> and a wood condom. Unless you want splinters, you're taking that's the rubber cut. That's the better cut. That's the better category. Sorry, that's why my brain went there. So we're we're talking about who like sells it better because it's absolutely <laughs> Roy Munson. Because in Waterboy, you can you can see his arm like halfway up his sleeve holding that fucking. I think it's, it a, looks I think so it's the first time I've, I'm crying. I think that's the first time I've I'm ever gotten Ted that good. I'm visioning some dude like on a fucking sander making a wooden, wooden condom that has no splinters that he can just sell. <laughs> just like, just, just put this wooden con like fucking it's Geppetto. So... Geppetto sitting there. Just... <laughs> Pinocchio's in the court. What do you do, Geppetto? Oh, you know, just going to. Make these wooden condoms. <laughs> make them nice and smooth. <laughs> you can just wash them off. They can just wash them out. Just so they're oh fine. You can reuse them. Anyways, oh uh, late, boy. Late, late text allergy. You just go get you some nice wooden condom. It's <laughs> Anyways, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> To answer, to answer the actual question that you were asking, Carl Weathers, uh, I don't know. Harrison. I mean, I don't know. They both do do a pretty good job. I don't really know that one of them's like way better than the other one for me. Uh, but Carl Weathers does terrible. Really, his whole I've time, never, his I've arm never... is like this the entire time. It just it's okay. up all the way, and like because he's obviously pushing his elbow back so far, it's just. And I'm not going to say like Woody Harrelson crushes it because he's obviously <laughs> holding on to a hook, but I think he's allowed to uh, hold his hand out wait, a little wait, wait. further. You think, you, wait, hang on. You think when he has a rubber hand on, he still has the hook and the rubber hand on? You don't feel like his hand's inside the rubber hand at that no, point? No, I'm going to say, yeah, in the scenes where he, like, they're not pulling off the rubber hand, yeah, his hand's probably just in the rubber hand. Which yes. makes it way easier to do. I feel like you just have a sweaty hand the whole movie. Oh, it'd be gross. It'd be so gross. So, just I, I cannot <laughs> stop envisioning Geppetto from Pinocchio making wooden <clears throat> condoms. We have yes. mahogany, we yes. got redwood, we got all the colors in the room. Variety of sizes, though, fit anybody. Uh, rib for her pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, put the, yeah, put the fucking chunks in. Just <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Anyways, back to Bill Murray. Being overrated. Um, <laughs> just triple down, Ted. He's he's fine. This movie's good. Um, Bill Murray is good, but I can see why you, being you, would have that stance after the way that he got blown up in the. 
No, I, I, I thought he was more funny in this movie. Um, the Rose bowling ball is great. It's the, the fact- greatest bowling ball of all time. Okay, we'll go. I, I've I've watched play. It's in maybe it is because I saw Kingpin at a young age and where I was just. Wow, that hurts. Holy shit, that fucking rules. Yeah, I know. Well, it's one day you'll get over it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he is just he's super at least the parts he's involved in he's very high energy and just kind of in your face and like he's just a lot of fun and also just a complete asshole which is also fun it amazes me that it has one like bill murray he just disappears for like a good hour of this movie i i was just i was just thinking about that the way i think that's probably so I don't know if you gave Bill Murray that type of character to play for a whole movie. He would do that good of a job or it would be that enjoyable of a character for a movie. But having him in the movie for 30 minutes or whatever being that character, I think he, like that's where he thrives with that type of like eccentric, asshole, cocky, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, he just kind of bookends the movie you know there's the early story about this is why he hates Ernie McCracken and then we're like, with- fucking gone and then you get to the end and it's just like now he's facing Ernie McCracken again and just like well, we don't even talk about like, how the priest is not a priest in the beginning of the movie that shit was great <laughs> you're I'm a priest of your goddamn dictionary salesman <laughs> I've only got one vice okay two vices yeah <laughs> And like, I thought for sure it was a priest because we did beer fest earlier. And I'm like, oh, that's just, they're just both priests. And like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I also imagine getting your hand mangled in a goddamn bowling lane opera thing would be really bloody and really, really. That was painful. something I was, I was going to, I thought about earlier to bring up and talk about. It's like, how does one, like, how messed up were they? Or like, how many times did they just like jam his hand in the ball return over and over to get it to the point where he now has it amputated? And as someone who is bold a few times, not really bold at all, does it really fuck your hand up that much? It's just like a, it's like a, it's like a, a, a metal, I want metal, rubber like. It's a rubber belt, basically. There you go. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. It's gonna... Yeah, I think they make them different ways, but like the where you're jamming the hand in, at least the ones I've been around, are typically just like some wheels that are spinning to shoot the ball out. I mean, there you could definitely jam somebody's hand in one and fuck it up, but to that point is is definitely a thing, uh, extreme. Oh. So, are we going to discuss how I love how the Amish guys like Isabel, is Ish, Ishmael. Where the fuck his name is? Ishmael. Yep. Is it Ishmael? He's he's out fighting Ishmael. Moby Dick. Um, how he's like, hey, we always do everything uh, half more than you uh, normal folks. Like, I I had never forgotten that. I have watched Sweet Party in fifteen. Like, oh, I, I'm like, oh, he rolls two. I'm like, oh, that's because he rolls five extra frames. That shit <laughs> he rolls always fifteen frames. You know, you know what? So I started watching this, and I literally made the note, and I told you guys earlier, like, I watched this movie in the last year, year and a half, and I'm pretty sure I was pretty drunk when I did it because I knew that I had watched the movie, but I didn't remember details like the fact that he bowled fifteen frames for his two seventy nine average <laughs> or whatever the hell yeah. it was because of that like statement. Also, fun fact, when they're going across country, the guy that he gets in a fight with Skidmark is apparently Seabass's brother from Dumb and Dumber. So these movies share the same uniform. So you have that going for themselves. And that's Roger Clemens in a cameo as Skidmark. (laughs) You guys all caught that, right? No. Which part? That was Roger Clemens or that is related? That part. Sorry. Says, did you know that was Robert Clemens? I don't think I did. Wow. Is this confirmed by IMDb or said it's Roger story? Clemens? You can see it looks like him. It is him. Remember how I said I didn't, you know, watch baseball plus Roger Clemens is like stop before my time. You need to stop. Life, so. He literally won the Cy Young in like 2002. Now I <laughs> and I was how old, Ted? No, I didn't. I didn't watch baseball when I was younger, anyway. So, like, I know who Roger Clemens is, but to look at him, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't know that I can give you 
1996 Roger Clemens. Have we actually? Is this movie actually made in '96? I was just been making that up all night. Yeah, it's that's yeah, what it is '96. Yeah, so. so smart, Roger Clemens. <laughs> I do like part where like the guy that's getting the the snake trainer keeps getting hit in the face. <laughs> well it's like they show him and he has a bunch of like fang like scar holes and stuff on also this is a definitely a me thing so they find ishmael at a strip club in which he's a dancer just hilarious very funny but they're in the middle of fucking nowhere and that strip club is just packed like at this point they'd be like in what nebraska what else are all the farmers supposed to do i mean it has to be nebraska right maybe colorado uh, I don't know. I didn't really think about. Well, they the they work. leave they leave his hometown in Iowa and they keep going west. I'm just yeah. saying, as someone in his youth who's been to a strip club when he was younger, even in Iowa, Des Moines, they are not as packed as that strip club. Also, when they're hustling everybody, they go to a bar that has a bunch of uh, Confederate flags and shit. That was that was that was ninety six ish a little bit. You know, they didn't even like mention it. <laughs> So well, yeah, yeah, because that just not to mention that they had the whole goats farmers, the, the goats farmers. <laughs> that was funny. Trying yeah, to anything, distract him and pull the goat out. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, anything to make every everybody seem country and redneck and I guess sort of borderline stupid, not knowing they're getting hustled in the play in that game. It's fun, but uh <laughs> um but yeah to your point also i don't think not that i am a frequent visitor of strip clubs in iowa i've never been in no. one that's ever been packed no i thought that's i have yeah i am too sober to discuss the many times i've been kicked out of a strip club um, I, no, I've been the only times I've ever gone to strip clubs was for like bachelor parties or uh, like special birthdays or something for people. And I can specific surprisingly specifically remember one time going for a buddy's bachelor party on whether it was probably a Friday night uh, and it was very, very busy. That's the only time I've ever seen a strip club like packed. But one day for a podcast, I'm very intoxicated. I'll discuss the. Uh... The towns at the uh, Tumwa Strip Club called Chosen Thrills. You know, I think I've, th- I've both told you this story in person about that incident. <sighs> so, um, I definitely got kicked out of a strip club at a friend's bachelor party for something I did not do. <laughs> I was I was the patsy, so like more of the upper classmen of the grooms, like the wedding party could stay. And I oh, went yeah. out, and I went out, and I took my polo shirt off, and I came back in tennis. I wear my white shirt. And got back in. <laughs> and then like an hour later, the bouncers who had booted me spotted me. And then re- and then promptly booted my ass again. And apparently they found me hours later when we we're trying to leave behind said strip club in a ratty ass lawn chair, just drunk with a six pack <laughs> watch by myself watching the stars. This is before like smartphones. We had cell phones, not smartphones. Oh sure. So yeah, I'm just no, so I'm that. just sitting out there like behind this trip up on a launcher that I found in a ditch, sitting by myself, just drinking, looking out into the stars. So now the best part of that is you somehow found a, a chair like <laughs> around by the dumpsters that you just decided to sit in behind behind the building. This is my home now. Um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. This movie had a very very 90s soundtrack and because i'm old enough to appreciate that i legit talk to myself i should listen to a soundtrack on the way to work tomorrow like i love this soundtrack it's good shit you know pretty sure one of these songs is from one of the american pie movies maybe i'm wrong the superman song is that not from american pie movie you guys know the superman song right no i'm it's in the movie twice i I can't think of a single uh song from this but uh, yeah, I also like had to force myself to not tune out while watching it. So <laughs> yeah, I don't. At least off the top of my head, I don't know what the Superman song would be. It's probably one of those. Okay, so it is. 
looking at the IMDb. So <laughs> it's the one from the from Tony Hawk's Pro, Pro Skater. That's what it's from. Uh, but yeah, I guess uh, maybe it's one of those songs that I don't. Oh, I just the get caught song. up. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I just went yeah. and searched it and found. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you get "Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. Oh, we won't dive into <laughs> Gary Glitter. Um, yeah, there's definitely great songs on this on this soundtrack. Um, it's a it is certainly a mid '90s movie soundtrack. Yeah, uh, looking at it, like I don't know when I when I read all of the the songs on the soundtrack after looking at after like googling it uh i don't know a single one of those by looking at them but i guarantee you i know three-fourths of them once it's I a tony hawk song that's why yeah. i know it that's yeah. why i know it it's a tony hawk 2 song oh yeah definitely which i played way too much um but i think tez bought the when it came back out and he said it wasn't good i did as, i mean I also did yeah well, i I did buy it and I played it for like a week and then I was just like, oh yeah, they didn't actually like and God bless them for just, you know, creeping on nostalgia. Like Recycle it, they'll buy it. Whatever. Yeah, they go, it's, it's just the exact same it's game. It's kind of like PGA. from 25 years ago. So it's just <laughs> like, ah, like I do enjoy it, but you could have at least snuck in some new shit. And so I'm like when uh, that PGA golf bike peaked in 15 and it just not 15, but like 05 and it just stopped. Yeah. Like it's too hard now. Whenever I play, it's too hard. I'm worried about that when it comes to NCAA football. Like I saw something the other day and it triggered me so much that like I like physically recalled. They're like, what if the next NCAA game is just like Madden, but like 25% worse? And I'm like, oh my God. They can't do that. That'd be awful. They can. Well, no, sorry. They better, <laughs> sh- they sure as hell better not do that. I have my doubts. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't doubt a bit that it'll probably end up being that way, but. I had a buddy of mine like two weeks ago that was talking to me. He's like, I barely play video games anymore. Should I sell my PS5? And I'm just like, I don't know, man. Obviously, that's up to you. It was but you know college football and stuff's coming out and i go yeah but what if it sucks <laughs> and he goes oh, oh man fuck, i didn't even think about that <laughs> yeah. Go, yeah yeah man it might suck like because like if you go back <laughs> it's, not gonna be on, it's not gonna be on ps4 i Great. don't know that That's they would a... release it on ps4 uh, uh but if you think back like i don't think the ncaa games were that far off of what madden was at that point they just had like different like in-game feature like functions and stuff like the spring yeah. training and all that i think they it was used, a lot of pretty they used similar a different engine that was just faster and things like that so it was i mean it was different than madden at the time like obviously similar because it's both they're both football um which well yeah like i'm, I'm sure I'm just, i mean the, i have a ps4 my i bought my son and like it's gonna be a whole thing like i'm like we're gonna trade in your ps4 you got for christmas for ps5 that's me a family system and like my younger one's right. like oh he won't share it i'm like all right fuck <laughs> i'm like i'm playing ncaa football and i'm gonna kick their asses at and they're gonna be pissed off at me so it's the only way to get better easy with that well i mean i told about the mario kart shit right where they bought mario kart for their my mom's house and they were like bragging about me like for a week over messenger <laughs> that's over mario the- kart just be careful, buddy. He's ten year old. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna whoop his ass at any game I play. I whoop my dad's ass at video games before then. So, wow, hurtful. Uh, I made him run away crying. But anyways, <laughs> he literally stormed off because I kicked his ass so bad at Mario Kart. That's hey. I feel like younger kids think they're good at Mario Kart, and then there's us that grew up playing it for 20 years, and we can we can literally pick up Mario Kart. Yeah, that's why I said it's system. Mario Kart. So be careful. We'll see. But uh, no, do you did either of you play Gran Turismo two or Gran Turismo? How's that on the PlayStation? To fucking, fucking NCAA because football? because I was like seven years old and I was better at Gran Turismo than my dad was. Yeah, but your dad didn't grow up with fucking video games. Yeah, but my dad was a full grown adult that knew how to drive a car. 
Yeah. Man, that's not how that works. I was great at Forza. I, according to oh, some of my friends, I'm not a good driver. But I I'm looking forward to the one. Uh, <laughs> and still, when football comes out, and we do a TGS league, and friendships get broken. When you do like the TGS, like you know the whole conference or whatever, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So when I'm kicking everyone's ass with UCF. Um. Anyways, so I have a bowling story, and then we're when then we probably should enter our notes because it's been about an hour. And we're getting on the uh, a bowling story. This one's yeah. a bowling story, not a bowling ball story. Okay. Yes. Um. So you know we're getting up on the the, the Voss time limit. We've got like ten minutes left, if that, for the hour. <laughs> I see that finger. It's fine. Yeah, you guys can't see me flipping Ted off, but it's fine. Um, so we used to have a bowling Christmas party at Name Redacted. And one year my team decided that we were gonna get we we're gonna go to Goodwill and buy suit jackets for our team. And because we were we were we were uh, we'd done this one for you, we knew how it yeah, you, you got like literally you got money for winning this goddamn thing from the boss, but we knew. Was it like that gift was, cards to name redacted? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it was money. It was gift, whatever. It was like gift cards. I don't fucking remember. I was drunk as shit. We were drunk. <laughs> Literally, it was on his tab all night. We were. It was not a sober Ooh. goddamn bowling thing. Well, yeah, I assumed that, but on his tab. And, yeah, and uh, at 20th Century Bowling, which neither one of you know existed, which is over there by Texas Roadhouse now, which is where Name Redacted used to stand. That well, that's a specific. Um, <laughs> 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 anyway I, I didn't know that's where that was all right good so uh yeah so we knew that the third round was all about handicap so literally the second round we would just get doing shots on the boss's tab and roll like the smallest number on possible like not like on purpose we were just drunk yeah then like we went to the third round we just we tried our best we were still drunk and we just destroy people it's like the round before we literally just did like inadvertent like fucking around shit and new employees would be so angry at us <laughs> why do you have a 175 handicap or like a 110 handicap like oh we just wrote a fucking 200 as a group because we're taking know. shots all last round or uh, all last game yeah. and yeah there are still photos of us at 20th century bowl and like all uh goodwill suit jackets the best part of that story was like so like so afterwards we'd always go back to my trailer after the party the whole group except the boss and get shit canned for like the rest of the night. <laughs> One night we get a text message from the boss. Someone was right by and he's like, yeah, he's coming to your trailer. He wants to party you guys all night. You got about 30 seconds. <laughs> and we were like, just like <laughs> that night, like the cups we have stolen, the pictures we have stolen, <laughs> the pizza pans we have stolen. Which is all, which is everything that you have in the kitchen. <laughs> Like stall, stall, stall. Like just empty <laughs> cupboards, empty in cupboards, but tossing this other room that he's not going to show up at. You know, like, <laughs> don't mind that we have all this paraphernalia. You know, but yeah, 20th century bowling. Which I is now- feel, I feel like that boss probably knew what they were getting he into outside me, of all of the stolen I, things. I tailgate with him once a year now, and last year he told me, or year before he told me, he goes, you know, after you and Ricky and Dick left those kegs just start going rotten because we weren't selling enough beer and i'm like that's that's weird our friend i guess our friends like weren't coming in since we weren't there anymore and drinking it we, all. we weren't we're there to outsell people to bush light i guess yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. it's, well but yeah. you know times change it's uh, that place got flooded and it's gone now. <laughs> they built it up like higher this time, I think. Though. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was part of the whole thing. And the boss made a bunch of money off the insurance, and now he uh, he sells like fishing tours. So he set out. He set out pretty good. So, any any notebooks we need to empty out here? There's no goosebumps moments. There's no like playing card people. I, I don't know how you would recast. I mean, this movie's cast perfectly, except maybe. Randy Quaid, but even then, like, who do you put in that role? I think Randy Quaid was pretty good for that. No, maybe just because he's crazy. No, because about it. Yeah, yeah right. He does <laughs> awkward and off the wall. But it, it, he he pretty does well. he does that well. He's like a massive like he like sticks out in like 
besides just being weird, even like in the Amish community, he like sticks out. He was a giant man child. Yeah. Like he, it's, he, yeah, I think he was pretty, I think it in general, the casting was pretty spot on, but I don't, I don't really have like all of my notes for this. were just kind of like tracking when some of the random things happen. Like there weren't a lot of, there were a lot of moments where like I got like a night, either a little laugh or a nice laugh or something, but there weren't a lot of like quotes that like stick, stick in my brain from the movie. Yeah. It's not a ton of like, I guess the only thing in my brain that ever kind of hangs around is there's times that, and it's one of those things that people never catch but if there's a bowling moment or just a name happens to work out you know i'll drop a you know an awkward like mr munson and something we didn't like even, we didn't even talk about that yet the munson thing we didn't even talk about that yeah it's just oh yeah he munsoned it oh the just, oh, it just it's munson, something yeah. <laughs> you know which, it's just something people are saying <laughs> which but i don't it think is, it makes sense like i yeah. like the, like what's the term you fucked up you yep a up a creek about paddle paddle you know yeah i feel like yeah, it's, a, and it's just yeah Sorry, it's I something quit. they obviously kind of threw in there and just was obviously supposed to be about how roy munton can't ever get on the right side of luck and just a piece of shit but um yeah it's the same same thing i there's not a lot of quotes, a lot of things that, that stick well, in no, your brain. It's there's, I got can't comedic moments. Yeah. It's got moments that are funny, but it's not... It, yeah, it's not a quotable movie. Sorry, that's, a, that's, what meant, means. that's what you meant to say. Like, it's it, it's very funny quotes. Like, there's no quotes that you can, like, toss yeah. out. Like, there's that's not a cow, that's a bull. But, like, how would you use that in a, in a reference? Right. Yeah, you have to say like the whole like part of it to to get the comedic value out of it. It's not just a one-liner. I take I do say, and we'll leave it on this unless Jake has a notebook and he's empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, Randy Quaid when he like Ishmael, like his like his outfit is so early nineties, mid nineties. It's ridiculous. The fucking hat, like <laughs> cargo pants or whatever the Jenko pants, you know. When that part came up, I was I didn't even think about the fact that that was like that was the nineties or like that was it probably wasn't even that sarcastic at that point. Tread carefully. I'm just, I mean, it, <laughs> now when I watched it and I wasn't even thinking about it being like 95 or whatever, when they were record, whatever, you know, it came out in 96 to me in my brain, that stuff like clicks is like a sarcastic, like, Oh, that's funny. Cause that was the fashion or that, you know, that was, that was kind of the over the top fashion, but it was, I mean, but also it wasn't at that point, like they probably weren't being sarcastic about it. It was just kind of like, I mean, maybe a little bit, but it really wasn't that sarcastic, like comedy driven. That's just what it was. I do think this movie in like one of you said it was like, it's a good like, I'm crashing. I'm going to toss it on. I do feel like it's there. Like it's, 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 it's 25 minutes too long, but like we have watched some terrible movies and we've watched movies that like everyone think is good. But like now that I've rewatched this, I would put this on before Bull Durham probably. And go to bed to it. Yeah, you know. this and I refer I referenced it earlier, and it was like I had to force myself to stay engaged through the whole movie. And I think your point of like the movie's a bit too long, as well as like you combine the fact that it's probably a bit too long with the way that it's structured, and it's like just a lot of skits, especially throughout the, the montage world. of them making money does not matter at all in this movie. Ever. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's filler it's yeah and it's uh, like you said jay it's easy it's easy to disconnect from it and just lose interest pretty quick you can kind of like some of the other movies we've talked about like it's fine for a 
yeah crash at the end of the night or a sunday hungover movie where you don't have to pay attention and it's just on to be on like you're really not ever gonna miss anything necessarily um unless you miss like that's something we the, should put the together six moments that actually matter in the movie um jake you should make a note that us three should put together like the ultimate sunday hungover movie list that you can just put on in the background while you're just on your phone like it it does not matter you can peek up and go back to whatever the fuck you're doing yeah yeah you can you can catch a funny moment or whatever but you don't need context to necessarily you know know what's going on Shawshank might be on that goddamn list. <laughs> I also have not sat down while Shawshank Ooh. in 15 years. I feel like I should. I'm going to say that's a blasphemous statement, but. When was the last time you watched Shawshank start to finish? I want to say that I've watched it since spring of 2020, but I don't actually know that that's, if that's true. From beginning to end. Yeah, I don't think I, well, okay. I've never. Oh. In the last uh, 10 years, I don't think I've ever sat down and like just had it be on the TV and like watched just part of it. It's on my list. I need like that's when I need to revisit. It's been so long. That movie, that movie is so good that I think I I think what you're mistaking for uh, a background movie is that you can watch any part of that movie or pick that movie up at any time and it's great. I don't think it's a movie that you put on and don't have to pay attention to because there are a lot of like, there's a lot of good story and details throughout that whole movie in my, to me, but anyway. No, I, I need to rewatch it. Cause I want to, I want to love it again. When's the last time you think you watched it? Any part of it? It's no. been a decade. What? Any part of it you haven't seen in a decade? Yeah. Bruh. But I could tell you things. I've seen it so much. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. And I'm sure you can tell me all about it. But I I bet if you haven't watched even like a part of it in a decade, there's gonna be like bits that you're like, oh shit, I forgot that that was a thing. Brother, I don't know, man. That that decade of 2000, 2010, I watched that movie probably a thousand times. Maybe not a thousand, but enough. I'll still make that bet. I want to. I want to watch it again. I need to find time to watch. It's like it three again. hours long. Or two what? Two and a half hours long. It's long enough. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's long. It's it doesn't track. feel long, but it is long as far as you I'm still concerned. need to watch the Peanut Butter Falcon, but that's fine. <laughs> yes, I do. You're right. <laughs> I decided. I decided bed was a better choice the other night than that. So in ninety four, it's two hours and twenty two minutes. Yeah, it's only twenty five minutes it's longer. Not, than this say it's not even actually that long, but at the time it was. It's like a long. It was a long ass movie. Well, all right, boys, we're going to let you go. I do feel like before we get the football season that we should not do a poll and do any given Sunday because I've not seen that movie in a long time. Yeah, I, I haven't watched that one in several years either. I, I saw it in the theater and I hated it in the theater. But since I've re- in the years past, I've now come to really like it. I was going to say, that's a movie that I think I like less as we move on, but I still enjoy Oof. it. you, Tess. It is one that I, I I love any given Sunday, and I've watched it a lot. And it is the more I watch it, I can see like why there's people that just. It's where Al Pacino overacts his ass off, and it's it's a sight to see. And I do love it. I think that whole damn movie is like just everybody overdoing it. It's, yeah, it's everybody giving 120%. It's Oliver Stone being like, I'm going to put you in what it looks like being a football game, but we're not going to get into that tonight because it's not done about Tinkpin. <laughs> we'll save that for the actual podcast. Go check out moneybites.com. Go to Menards. Go to the Walmart soon. Their shit's amazing. Like, we've all had money bites. It is fantastic. Hell yeah. It's uh, what's the guy that my ice cream cone called again, Jake? Drumstick. Drumstick. It's the end of a drumstick. It's, it's the just, bottom part of the drumstick, the very bottom just, of the cone it, with, it, with it, chocolate in it. So good. It's just the tip. Just the, the tip. Just <laughs> like. <no, no>, no. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, boys. <coughs> Talk to you soon. Right, I'm going to go out. get drunk for four days. <laughs> Let's go. Have fun, Tez. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. <laughs>